James for three. Bang! At the buzzer! We're talking about practice. Welcome to another episode of our timeout series of the Buckets and Beards podcast. In this one, we're going to be looking at the probably, 03 draft class. And probably the best draft class of all time. One of, if not the best draft class of all time. Absolutely. And the way we're going to do this, so we're looking at the players and what they have achieved in their careers, uh, most of which have retired now. Yes, not all of them. So it's pretty easy to see what they did over their career. So what teams should have done when they drafted. We're not looking at what teams needed in yeah, that, that case. That was our debate was do we do who's the best available or Look, do we do you're, what you're the, the one with that knowledge needed. here, George. You're the one with that knowledge. So Look, if you want to mention it, I'm, I don't I, mind you mentioning what the team needed. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to be looking at what the team needed. They just take the best available. Who's Who would have done the best? Yeah, I think that's the best way to approach it. We can talk about what they might have needed, um, but I think definitely just go with the best available player. Yeah, and we might as well just get started at one. So, number one in the 03 draft went to the chosen one, Mr. LeBron James. That was always an absolute given. And I think there is a massive consensus here that he still would be number one. Look, dude, I think he'd just about be the number one pick in every single draft. Yeah. And just a few of his accolades, if you don't know, like four-time championship, four times finals MVP, four times league MVP, 19 times all-star, three times NBA all-star MVP, 19 all-NBA selections, um, six all-defensive teams, NBA Rookie of the Year, NBA Rookie First Team, Scoring Leader, Assist Leader, three so, times NBA Minutes Leader, and the w- awards just keep going. It's fair to say he's had a decent career. And he's the leading scorer ever. He's 39. He just turned 39. Just turned 39. Like, literally And just dunked over ago. Paul George. Yep. And he's still going strong like and playing unbelievably well 20 or 21 seasons in, whatever it is. And look, oh, what can we say about him? He's he's up there for goat consideration. Look, yes. So that's not something I don't. We're think, not talking about that. No, and I but, don't think we ever will debate that on yeah. on here. But for me, the goat. There's three names. It's MJ, it's LeBron, and it's Kobe. Yeah. So it's some combination there of. And we might we might get around to that one day. But my whole understanding on the whole thing is that. We need to look at it in decades. So you've got the best player of a decade, yeah. the best player of a decade, best player of a decade. Because basketball changes. So comparing somebody to somebody else, I don't think is really that fair. Exactly. But as I was actually, I was going to ask this question to you the other day, but I reckon in today's NBA, I reckon MJ would actually average 40. Yeah. With, With no hand checking and the, yeah. the light fouls and everything, MJ yep. would average 40. But we're not, we're not getting into that. We're getting off topic like we do in a lot of our podcasts. Yes, we do. Absolutely. But no, I think you're right. Just on that note, MJ, absolutely. With with the way in which the NBA is officiated, he would, would 100% average 40 points a game. Oh, yeah. But so LeBron James stays at number one. 
Yes, agreed. In the actual draft at number two was the- drafted... Go, go. Darko Milicic. Known as the Human Victory Cigar. The Human Victory Cigar. Is that, was that his nickname? Look, it's one of them because he literally only got in the game for garbage minutes and he won a chip with Detroit in his first season. He played one minute in the finals and broke his hand. Yeah, right. So, Human Victory Cigar. Look, Darko was a terrible pick. It yep. really was. I understand why Detroit went that way, and this is what we were speaking about before. They didn't need a scorer. They had Rip Hamilton. They had Chauncey Billups, Rashid Wallace, these guys. They didn't need another scorer. They yep. needed size. They needed so size. They, went, they, took, they went for Darko. Now, i got no idea why. I don't know where he came from, but... You know, Chris Bosch was still on the board. Chris Kamen was still on the board. Nick Collison was still... Like, these guys all had great careers great as NBA careers. bigs. That, yeah, they definitely would have been a better pick for need. However, what we're talking about is the best player available. Yes. For me, it's Dwayne Wade. And, yep, they did pick him over future Hall of Famers. And... I am in 100% agreeance there. Second overall should have been two Detroit Pistons was Dwayne Wade. Agreed. And look, it's it's that that argument you get all the time in the NBA of as a as a franchise, do you draft best available? Do you draft for need? And I think you can see some teams where they've been bitten on the butt, but could you imagine putting a young flash into that Detroit team? My goodness, they would have been impressive oh, to mate, watch. They would have, they would have won again. They would have been incredible to watch because um, you could you shuffle them around. You bring Rip Hamilton off the bench or Tayshawn Prince off the bench or something like that, um, and they that would have been just ridiculous. Or alternatively, you've got a rookie, a rookie in D Wade. He's the one coming off the bench and yeah. providing that spark. And teams in the NBA have traditionally drafted height because you can't teach height. It's one thing that coaches always told me. They always pick bigger players because you can't teach height. You can teach them how to play basketball, but you can't teach them how to grow. 100%. You can teach people the skills of basketball, and you but you can't teach someone to be seven foot two. Getting off topic, you can even look back at um, Michael Jordan's draft class, how they took height in front of Jordan because that's what teams did. And I think we mentioned that just might even have been one of the last of our timeout series, is that in that draft class, Hakeem Olajuwon went number one. Yeah. Seven foot plus, you know, the, the amazing skill set. I think the times are changing. I think these days teams are picking skill over height, but some old school NBA GMs and stuff are still going to pick a tall player over a short player. Oh, 100% agree with you. And I think you're absolutely right. Like teams like uh, OKC at the moment who have just this plethora of draft picks, uh, picking best available. And you can always make a trade. Yeah. And you, know, you look at even, I know it's going back a couple of years and it's a different draft class, but what the Hawks did with picking Luka Doncic and then immediately trading yeah. him to Dallas, you, you know, for Trey Young, yeah, okay, in hindsight probably shouldn't have, but they got an extra first round pick out of that yeah. deal. So you can see why teams would do that now. And getting back on topic, though, oh, we've got, we got Dwayne Wade at number two. Just some of his achievements. So three times NBA championship, had the one with Shaq and then two with the big three down there in Miami. 13-time All-Star, NBA Finals MVP in 2006. Only two NBA first teams, um, and he's in the top 
75 anniversary team in the and Hall of Fame. We spoke about this earlier tonight. The reason that D Wade probably only has two All NBA first teams is Kobe Bryant. Yes. And it's, it's the same effect that Jordan had with a lot of players in the 90s. A lot yeah. of them don't have the accolades because of him. Well, the same pro- thing you could be said for Kobe and EG, maybe even LeBron. You'd probably find that D Wade would have a bunch of you know, second or third teams. But first team awards, generally speaking, that's that one was going to go to Kobe. Yeah. All right, right, Foss. Number three. Who was at number three there, George? Number three was Carmelo Anthony taken by Denver. Now, right. I don't hate this pick. I really like, I really disliked Melo for a very long time. I'll be perfectly honest. And I used to just think he was a ball hog who just wanted to pad his own stats. I watched him play for Team USA. And yep. then where he came off the bench and that changed my whole opinion of him. Yep. Um, he doesn't have a ring. See, I liked I liked Mallow as a player when he first came into the league because I, I was quite into college basketball back in yeah. those days. So I watched him at Syracuse and he was an absolute jet there. But yes, he is an old school player, very ball heavy. Um, maybe his shot selection isn't the best, but... Um, there, you could almost say that he was robbed of Rookie of the Year that year because he put up better stats than he LeBron. He did. And his and team made the playoffs. They did They did quite well there. And year. we know why LeBron won that award. Because he's the chosen. 100%. Yeah, because he was touted as being the next big thing, which he is. But So, you know I love a question without notice. Yeah. Could, should, Melo still be in the league? I feel like with his change in attitude because there was that bit where he went up to Portland um, and bounced around OKC and stuff where he was like, I'm not coming off the bench. Why would you pay me off the bench and stuff? But then he changed his mindset to be like, I will be a role player to still be in the league where I think some teams need shooting and he could definitely come in off the bench and put in six to to 10 points a game. Absolutely, he could. Still. Look, I'm surprised that he's not on the Lakers roster last season and this season off topic he is still training for the olympic team which is for this year too. but look i i think he could be a very valuable piece someone like the pelicans could use him um i i said to you last year when jar Morant was having his issues in memphis that maybe getting in someone like Melo just as a mentor more than anything too would have been a good idea yeah um now we're, we're going off on massive tangents yes, because these are players that we like and we like to talk about them would you still pick Mello at three? And the other only other player I could really see getting up there is Bosch. Now, we talked about this. But even though he has his two championships... He has the rings. He doesn't have the other accolades. Mello has a lot more accolades. A lot. Um, so I think, yes, I'm going to keep Mello at three. Mellow at three. Okay. I'm going to keep Mellow at three. And some of the things, I'll go off um, what he's done in his career. Mellow at three, Bosch at four, flip a coin for me. Like, 10 time NBA All Star, two time NBA second team, four times NBA third team. He was an NBA scoring championship in 2013. Uh, all rookie first team. Um, he's in the 75th anniversary team. And just to chuck it in there, he did win the NCAA championship as he a did. freshman. Syracuse. So, look, he's absolutely a bona fide Hall, Hall of Famer. He will be there. Could shoot the ball. Could shoot the ball. Could score. Yeah. Could score. No, I no question. didn't necessarily like some of the way he played in New York, but that's a totally different podcast. Yep. Look, 
Are you happy with Bosch at four? Um, Again, we're yep. picking this on pedigree. We're not picking this on need. Yep. So pedigree. Which, because he had the two rings. You're right. He he was a very good player. He filled up the stat sheet. He's still... But he, he didn't win scoring titles. He wasn't a defensive player of the year. He wasn't a rebound title winner. Those sorts of things. But I was going to say this. That could be because he got drafted to Toronto. Correct. Because... He was he was actually really good in Toronto. He was. And he was a very good. He player. still holds so many records up there for like their scoring and their rebounding and their blocks and probably and will for a very and long probably time. will for a very long time. Yeah. But he couldn't get help around him. He no. was a great player on a garbage team. They were trash. Absolutely, put them in the bin and throw them out because he was all they had. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And look, I can remember seeing Bosch play in the Air Canada Centre for Toronto. Yeah. And, I mean, he was legit. Yeah. He could flat out ball, but you're right. He just had no help. Yeah. Um, And he did get his two chips, but that was with LeBron and Wade, where he took a back seat. He did. Um, Still a very capable player. He you know, he, he um, represented Team USA, and there's, there's a good doco on Netflix about the Redeem team and how Bosch actually changed one of the games for the US by just coming in and playing defense and rebounding yeah. because no one else was doing it. Look, still um, 11 all-star selections um, and he's got his two titles there. That's about all, of, a, all of his accolades. Look, it's still a great career. And again, he's probably still going to end up in the Hall of Fame as well. Well, he is. Well, And I've got no issue with that. It's a shame that it was illness that in, ended his career. Yeah. Um, so that was ended a little bit early. A bit of a shame. Uh, but look, he was a very serviceable player, and you know, for that Miami was just about the beginning of the big three eras that we've been constantly talking about for the last ten years. Yeah, and he was the first one to truly sacrifice his game, in my opinion, to make it work. Um, but no, I'm okay with Bosch being in there at yep. four. I got so no argument. The three and four stayed the same as what they were originally. Yep. So we got LeBron Wade. Anthony Bosch. Yep. Number five uh, in the original draft was D-Wade going to Miami. Who do you think needs to go there, mate? I'm going to throw a name at you that I don't know if you're necessarily expecting. Shoot. Kyle Korver. Okay. He was picked up at pick 51 in the draft. Late second round. He had a 17-year career and is arguably one of the best shooters in the game. Almost 43% for his career. Correct. Um, so I'm going to put my pick for, for number five at Kyle Korver. Okay, Kyle Korver. I don't hate that. Um, my rebuttal there for that one would be Boris Dow. Great player. Great player. Ended up getting some championships yep. with the Spurs. Um, great role player. Once yes. again, longevity in the league. Um, kind of came into Atlanta um, in his actual draft. Yes, and nobody really knew how to use him because he was a 6'8 forward. And, he was, and he was French. And they didn't really know what they had there. But when he went to the Spurs, Popovich was just like, hey, I've got another European here. And let him... Handle the ball. Let him yeah. be a point forward. And it worked. And, and it worked really well. Yeah. But I, I would I'd put Boris D out there. Yeah, look, I don't hate that pick either. Yeah. I think, again, there's a lot of players in this draft that you can make an argument for the next few picks. Like, 
Chris Kamen was picked at six in the draft. He was a very serviceable center for the Clippers for a very long time, 13-year career. Mm. Injuries did derail him at the end. Um, but again, you, you can't argue that. You know, Nick Collison was another one. I'd, I'd be quite happy to pick him at six yeah. or seven in that draft class well, as well. We've we've got the top five down there. Easy. Top five. So consensus... Look, I'll give you I'll give you Corver at five. Go, we'll go Corver then Dio. I'll give all right. I'm so there's five that. and six. I'm happy with that. So Corver Dio. So now we're at six. So now we've got four more to do, and we might just fly through these, and then we might list some honorable mentions. Oh, there's a that lot probably of, could have because this 100%. is a very very deep draft. Dude, class. This is a stacked draft. There's class. players in the second round who I'm like, okay, yep, I can I can see that happening. That all right, but. Okay, so at six, at six originally was Chris Kamen, but yep. we're going to take Boris Diaw yep. at six. I don't hate that. Who who do you tab for seven, eight, nine, ten? Who's oh, just seven? gonna just gonna no, go. No, no, no. But just all right. So seven, seven. Who would seven, seven. I would probably go uh, David West. Yeah, I agree. David West at 100%. seven. Um, Chase tried chasing a chip later on in his career, got but one too, didn't he? He got one Golden Warriors, State. Yep. Um, 15-year career. He was a gun in New Orleans. He was a real oh, he was focal, a jet Yeah, he was a real focal Him point. Him and CP3. Yeah. Um, and it, that kind of broke New Orleans too when he left. Yeah. Um, looking for his ring. Uh, eight, I would probably go Kirk Heinrich. Yep, Captain Kirk. Um, very good player for Chicago. Um, very good player. And then... Nine. What about, would you would you be prepared to take a flyer on let's say you know pick forty two in the draft in Zaza Pachulia? Oh, again, he got chips. I would. I'd probably have him an honourable mention, maybe. No, nah, probably maybe around ten. Maybe around ten because maybe he around had a 10? sixteen year career in the league and one rings. Like he he fits all the criteria mm. of what we're looking for. Yep. Um. Maybe someone like uh, Leandro Barbosa. Barbosa was a fantastic player. In there, in like the yeah. nine ten, yep, sort of mark. Who 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 are you who are you looking at for those last three picks? Look, I think um, that I'd have Zaza up there. Zaza. Uh, look, Willie Green was a great player. He was in this draft class. Steve Blake was another really serviceable one. Late second round pick. But one of my favourites is is Big Perk Kendrick Perkins. Pick 27 in the draft. I forgot he was Four, in this draft. 14-year career. He was picked by Memphis. Yeah. I'd have him around that 10 mark. Just because He was an old-school center. He was a bruiser. Yes. Longevity like was part of that uh, Boston a, run. I think he got chip in Boston. Yeah, got, got one with Boston. Um, so I'd, I'd have him there. Let's not start his, on his commentary, but... Uh, Big Perk's great on uh, NBA Today. But there is just... It is a, such a deep draft class. Like we could spend, we could an spend hour, hour. We could spend hours just going this. through all these players. But we've got the first probably seven or eight down. pretty solid, and the rest after and then that's a bit of you a could you bag. could just start reeling off names like Luke Ridnow is in there. Dante was, was Jones. very good. TJ Ford, Josh Howard had a good career. Josh Howard, Carlos Delfino, Carlos Delfino, and then you look second round: Luke Walton, Jason Capono, yeah. These Mikhail guys, Petrus. Matt Boner. 
at 12. Uh, so 12 year career, pick 45. Mo Williams. Willie th- Green. 13 year career. James Jones, 14 year career. These guys are late second round picks. Yeah. James Jones got chips in Miami. If you look, so I don't know what website you've got up. So we're obviously we're, we're cheating here and we have notes in front of us. I've got basketball reference open. If you look at, there's 58 picks in this draft. There is literally 11 players that didn't play in the NBA out of that 58. Yeah, that's which is it. huge. That's it. Like even the 58th pick, Andreas Glidiakis played in the NBA. Player we haven't touched on, Mo Williams. Mo Williams, yep. He was pick 47, 13-year career. Yep. So Jose Calderon? Arguably the best draft class in the history of the NBA, in my opinion. Um, Very, very, very deep, but pretty... The top couple, you could probably interchange, but we had LeBron, we had Wade, we had Mallow, we had Bosh. Who do we put in at five? Corver. Corver. DL six. DL. David West at seven. David West. And then after that, it was kind of like a... It could have been any of yeah, them, really. Yeah, a, ba- a Barbosa, a Perk, a Zaza, a Mo Williams. Yeah, there, there was a load of... Jose Calderon. Yeah, fantastic players that came after that. Yes, so many players that from then on, we we just can't really pick them. No, that's it. And look, yeah. this has been a fun little one to debate because we could just do this all night and abuse each other over what we think. So yes. uh, I've enjoyed this one, Foss. Yeah, um, let us know what you think. Obviously, LeBron is number one. All day, every day. All day. All right, thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. Catch you guys on the flippity flip.